This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I have to pee. Well, everybody, uh, welcome back. Scott has to pee, in case you didn't hear that. What, did that make the air? Yeah, it uh, did. I never know. It made the air. Yeah. I thought it was cut outable, but hey, you know. Hey, we'll no, see. we're going to roll with it. Katie's supposed to count down, he, and she never counts no, down. he talks through the intro Not every week, and Katie has to edit it. But you know what? I'm just going to let the, the listeners for once... Here, see what happens. Really, what happens in this studio? In the studio, true crime on Easy Street. My name is Kelly Turner. I'm not a doctor. My name is Scott Wright. I am a mediocre journalist, and I'm about to prove it. And I'm Katie Givens. I'm not a lawyer. And we are excited to be back as the year 2022 winds down. Look, if you want to sing it, just fucking sing it. Don't halfway sing it. Sing it all the way. I do what I want. You should. Do what I want. Um, so what do you guys have planned for the end of the end of the year, twenty twenty two? What are we doing? What's going on? We're not doing a whole lot of anything. We'll be at Easy Street. We've got a big New Year's ordeal oh, there. Yeah. yeah, you got masquerade. Yeah, leading up to Christmas, then mm-hmm. leading up to I saw the menu Year's. last night. The menu for New Year's at Easy Street is going to be amazing. All those uh, uh, those New Orleans style Cajun mm-hmm. dishes, oh, I cannot wait. Love those. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. awesome. Wonderful. So masquerade. Yes, I know we'll we'll have that on a commercial. So yes, make sure we, you don't fast forward the commercials. But no, yeah, listen to the commercials today. Yeah. Our Christmas is pretty pretty low key. We're, we don't do a whole lot. We, we get together on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day. The kids are so old now. It's like. You just hang out. Sleep in, hang out, mm-hmm. have a good time. Yep. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I have very similar plans to that. I'm going to sleep in mm-hmm. next weekend. Now, do your dogs wake you up on Christmas morning? My dogs do what I tell them to do. So <laughs> if I if I just rub them on the back of the neck, they will turn over and go right back to sleep. So you, you have them on your I'm in charge. Schedule. I am in charge at my house. Oh, good. That is not true. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> Scott is told what to do by a three-pound dog. She's four pounds. Oh, yeah. she's gained some well, weight. Well, uh, the holiday season, as yeah, you do. she gets into the cat food, so she's up to four pounds. Okay, well, <laughs> okay. you know. And it's the holidays, so... <laughs> It happens every year. You put on a little holiday weight and you take it off, hopefully, in January through March. Uh, maybe. Yes. <laughs> that's know. the plan. That's uh, my plan. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I was noticing that you're you're getting pretty chubby. So. Oh, thanks. It's, <laughs> Scott. It, I'm just, I'm not. bundled up because you it's do, wintertime. It's do. 25 degrees outside. It is cold. But you, I'm kidding. You don't need to lose one more pound. Oh, I'm working on that. So I'm done with that. Right. So yeah. I've, I've, no one needs you, to hear about your weight struggles, Scott. Yeah, you're forbidden <laughs> from getting any skinnier, okay? Right. So just shut up about Fine. it. I'm tired. It's unfortunate <laughs> that your dirtbag husbands do not listen to this podcast because I'm going to ask you guys a question that I'm dying to know the answer to. Okay. What do you guys want for Christmas? I'll let Katie go first. D- didn't you ask us this last week? Maybe. That was a week ago. And you can edit it out. Is it too cliche to say world peace? <sighs> 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Is it okay. more cliche to say that I need nothing? Uh, you know what? Okay, we're not just fun. rewind the whole damn thing. Let's you know just start over. I'll tell you what I want. Go. Here's what I want for yeah. Christmas. I want a new pair of boots to that are comfy. Okay, I don't want comfy just, boots, like, flashy boots, comfy okay. boots. But I do have reason to believe that that I am getting those, and they are under the tree. Right because now. you bought them for yourself and, and wrapped them and put um, your name on the box. I did not wrap them. But I did. Your uh, husband didn't wrap them. I did buy them and say, hey, guess what? You got me some boots for got Christmas. It. And he okay. was like, all right, cool. Congratulations. Yeah. Early. We have a, uh, we yeah. have a system. Okay. So it, it works for us. Katie, talk to me. Come on. You need something. Bath soaps. You know what? I thought, I thought you were going to say bath salts there for a minute. I was like, no. Whatever. We don't need bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> She's stunned. I'm she, wow. Blanking. I'm, I have trying, never, I'm, I'm trying to just say something funny and I can't think of anything. You've never seen Katie cute. at a loss for words before. I've already, oh, I've already got my Christmas present. We got, uh, we got Percy, an, a new oh, puppy. Oh, yeah. I've already got mine. A new puppy. He's so cute. Yeah, too. he's adorable. But Shane was going to, that was what he was going to get me for Christmas for real. And then he found Percy a little early and he had to go get him. And Percy he's is special. a. He's a pug. Pug. And he is, I'm pretty certain he is special. Like this dog is not, I don't think he is. All there. No, bless him. He like when he runs, it's like he doesn't know the grounds there. Oh, he, he's he, just got to get used to it. He almost like bounces around. And it's, he's I remember a friend thing. a long time ago who had a dog, and it looked like his name was Clyde. This dog, okay, it was okay. a big shaggy dog, but he it looked like two guys in a dog suit, and the guy <laughs> in the back could run faster than the guy in the front, <laughs> and so he would run sideways. That was the whole gag. Percy Clyde ran of, sideways. Uh-huh. Percy kind of runs sideways. Yeah. He's his feet kind of go out. Yes, I, like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but maybe he'll figure it out. Maybe he won't. He's fine. Either <laughs> Clyde way, Clyde never figured it out. In fourteen years, Clyde never figured it out. <laughs> so I need an air purifier, and here's why. Okay. So if you guys want to. Find me one. I need you, to look at it you first. you smoke too much in your house? No, I do not smoke in the house, but thanks for asking, Mom. <laughs> I have two short-haired cats, but one that is like a little fluffy cat. Mm. She's like a little ball of ready-to-explode anger at all times. <laughs> I mean, she really is. And she leaves a trail of matted fur balls everywhere she goes, especially if she hisses. And sometimes she just randomly hisses at nothing. And that gets the dogs excited. <laughs> and so then there is this uh, Smokey and the Bandit-esque chase scene through my house with fur flying everywhere uh-huh. until yes. she jumps up onto the kitchen counter. And my two little short doggies have no idea what just happened. They think it's a magic trick because <laughs> she's gone. I'm going to tell you something. What's this cat's name? Luna. Luna has this planned out. Oh, yeah. She gets bored. That's her fun time. Like, yeah, she's bored. She's like, watch this. <laughs> And then does it start? Some it's people, nuts. Some people on the internet have strong feelings about letting your cat on the counter. So we may get some comments about oh, that one. You know what? My cats live on my kitchen counter. It's oh, fine. I just oh, wipe it down. Not. I just wipe it down. Okay, good. Yeah, every time. All right. Yeah, well, because that's, that's also where I fold my clothes and make sandwiches. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, Lord. Oh. Sometimes all at the same time. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Okay. You can't eat every, at everybody's house, guys. Nobody no. can ever come to my house. No, no. Yeah. No, anyway, I need an air purifier because there's cat fur everywhere okay all right well i mean have you ever maybe. heard a dog stop in mid bark that's what they do they're, they're barking and then they're like where did she go <laughs> well they're so tiny it's a strange sound to hear a dog stop in mid bark and luna's up there going yes yes I did and just again. leaning over and just barely looking 
<laughs> she knows what cats she's doing. Cats do yes. not give a crap. I mean, yeah. they, they do not give a crap. And are both of your cats female? Uh, my three cats. Oh, Luna is the only female. Okay, female cats seem to be, and and this is definitely debatable. But in in our experience of having cats, female cats seem to be meaner than male cats. Oh, she's mean as shit. So yes, yeah. Our our uh, female cat is named Sweet Pea. Mm. Uh huh. She's <laughs> not so sweet. No, not so at all. a misnomer there. And does not like. She does not like other people. To come mm. in the house, we have company. When the company leaves, then she begins to. Luna doesn't like me, oh. <laughs> and I am her owner, so I well, I feel well, so your pain. You so you think? Yeah. Well, when the company leaves, Sweet Pea then starts this fussing thing that she does to me the uh-huh. whole time. It's like she follows me around and she's meow meow meow, and I'm like, <laughs> shut it. She's got a list of grievances, but yes. she only has one word yes. that she can. Use. She just is like, she's fussing because we had company. Why did you do this again? And I turn around and I'm arguing with her like, shut up. I have friends. You don't. You know? Oh, well. So anyways, that's, uh, but we've had male cats before and they're super sweet and cuddly and yeah. lovable. And, you know, I don't know if that's everybody's experience mm-hmm. with cats. Unlike the other male who lives in your house, his name is Kevin. <laughs> yeah, Not so cuddly. Because I tried once and no. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah no, right. I bet that didn't go. Not, no, he's not a he's, hugger. He's not a hugger. He is not a hugger. Mm. He is, I mean, once you get to know him, he's a big teddy bear, but but he's not a hugger. Uh, apparently, I don't know him that well. <laughs> <laughs> and I've known him for 20 years. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm the dummy today in the case. You're going to nail this. And- I, I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. So much so that I'm just going to sit back and eat a sandwich while y'all are uh, that doing you, this case. If you're listening and you think she's making that up, she actually brought a sandwich. No, I do have a sandwich. Yeah. Absolutely. So if do. you hear smacking, it, has, it looks really good. It has bacon. <gasps> yeah. All right. Yeah, exactly. So today we're going to talk about a heist, a crime yep. that took place a few years ago in a small town. It wasn't in Alabama, but it, it was a small town nonetheless, right? So we understand Small town crime. We live in a small town. Oh, yeah. Something happens and then everybody knows about it. Everybody knows yep. about it. Yep. So I'm going to break down the details of this crime. It's a heist is what it is. And we're going to have some background information about the criminals who were eventually captured. Good. And then we Katie. Get some, good. Yeah. We get some closure today. Yes, there will be closure. I promise. It's, it's nice to finally cover something that's yeah. a, a crime and we have an arrest. Wait, did Katie, did you introduce yourself? Yes, she did. Oh. All right. Well, then Katie, who is not a lawyer yet, is going to break down some of these criminal charges yep. that, yes. that we're dealing with here. Because, uh, Well, you say charges. Are there a lot? Uh, a lot I will let Katie get to that. But okay. yeah, there are several. There are several. There are several. Okay. There are several. All right. I'm excited. So as a journalist, you are taught the five W's, who, what, when, where, and why. Yep. That's how you approach any journalistic uh, enterprise. Well, that's how... Um, most journalists approach things. I'm getting to that. <laughs> but as a mediocre journalist, as I am, I'm going to leave out a few of those, at least at the beginning. But we will get there. Okay. We'll, we'll get to all of that. But we're going to start out with the what. Okay. The what is the most important thing so far. So this crime, and like I said, it's a property crime, predominantly. No one is murdered. No one is even slightly injured, except oh. for one of the perpetrators. Uh-oh. While breaking and entering. Oh, gosh. Perhaps. <laughs> I mean, it's a heist. This is theft on a mass scale yeah, but that we're talking a, about today. This is going to be, is this similar to like those uh, 
like the museum heist you were talking about previously and nice segue where they go. Oh yes. Okay. Perfect. Right. I'll shut up. I, no, 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 you're fine. And I'm going to put this crime on the same scale as the DB Cooper incident, which we covered back in November, uh, season two, episode 47 and the Isabella Stewart garden and museum heist okay. in Boston yep. that we covered last year. When we talked about our favorite true crime documentaries, that was season one, episode nine, and it was titled The First Cut is the Deepest. Katie had to find that for me. Thank you very much. That Kelly found it. I looked. Okay. And I, I couldn't either. I looked right over it. I had to because I, I, I started from the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was last year, but I couldn't remember. But anyway, mm-hmm. so another heist in okay. that same vein. I got you. I got you. But now the magnitude of this particular crime, the cunning, the planning, the sheer audacity is mind blowing. So stick around. Okay. Don't leave. I'm not. So several years ago, a relatively small team of criminals snuck into a town one night and proceeded to take practically everything from almost every home in the neighborhood. The, the whole, everybody? You're not going to believe this. This is crazy. Okay. It turns out there was a big event in this town mm-hmm. on the night in question And the criminals decided to take advantage of the distraction of this long planned evening, an evening of entertainment, which involved the participation of pretty much everyone in town. Their aim was to make off with as much loot as they could get their hands on and lug away in one load. Oh, wow. So the town, I mean, I kind of equate this. We had our uh, Christmas on Main Mm -hmm. Street. Yes. Something like that. Almost everybody was there. Nobody's home. I mean... So a big event. Yes. Wow. Okay. I mean, it was truly the event of the year in this town. It was an annual celebration. Okay. There was a big parade, lots of singing and dancing, people on the streets later than normal, food trucks, creepy carnies, weight guessing booths, balloon animals, rickety carnival rides. It was injury prone fun for everyone. I don't like carnivals. Nothing. Yeah, me either. They scare me. The whole town, all the people in it, whoever they were were expected to be at this raucous big celebration. Gotcha. Everybody was there. Yep. Unbeknownst to the residents of the town, though, this unique evening created a unique opportunity for criminal activity. All right. Which is why they tell you not to like post that you're going to be out of town, not let people Don't know that your that house on your, is... on your on your Facebook and your mm. Instagram that you're not in your home, you're away. Yeah. 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 It's definitely for safety purposes. Yeah, so this so there are these criminals, they disguised themselves, they they infiltrated the town, they blended in with the townspeople, just made it harder to identify who they were. But they were skulking the place around. Okay. Gotcha. Right. Figuring out what was going on. Casing the joint. Yes, so casing say. the joint. Thank yeah. you. That's it. Gotcha. So the plan for the heist was that these criminals were gonna break into these homes in the early morning hours after the big concert. Gotcha. All right. And they figured correctly that everybody was going to sleep fairly soundly after their big night out. Mm. Home invasions are terrifying. Yes. Yes. So these criminals secured reliable transportation. They plotted the particulars of the crime down to the last detail and planned an escape route that they correctly deduced would help them avoid detection. Okay. At least initially. All right. And then quietly. They slunk into the town after all of the lights had been turned out for the night. Mm-hmm. Various methods of breaking and entering were deployed. Mm. The first house that was targeted, there were some issues getting inside, but they figured that out in only a moment or two. Mm-hmm. 
this small team of criminals worked their way through the first neighborhood. They honed their skills as they progressed. They learned on the fly from their mistakes. You guys know the old adage, no plan of attack survives first contact with the enemy, right? It was kind of like that. So they didn't, they, they figured it out as they went along. So every member of the team, this team of thieves, they specialized in a specific task. Everybody had their own job to do. It was very well planned. They streamlined the operation so much so that in one night, the criminals were able to strike multiple homes and get away with every single thing that they intended to take. Now, did they, because you're talking about this team, did they have people, did they choose multiple they hit multiple things at one time or no, it was just, it was a methodical approach at each each, place. Each place. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. And they, everybody's working the team, pulling their end of the rope and and doing the job. They're just like in and out. Here's a partial list of some of the loot that was hoisted during this heist. Furniture, personal belongings, musical instruments, furniture, electronic devices, items of transportation, such as bicycles and carts. Almost anything of value that was easily available to be snatched got snatched. That's a lot. That's a lot. lot. Mm. It was a huge haul, this heist. Almost more than they could carry. I mean, what the heck did they do? Did they just have yard sales? I mean, yeah, like, what do you do with all this stuff? What do you do with this? I had the same question initially. Wow. The first time I heard about this, I had the same question. Yeah. But I cannot imagine. I mean, this crime was so huge on such a massive scale that I can't imagine that there was anybody for miles around this crime who did not hear about it. Well, look, I feel like I would know if there was someone in my home trying to steal my couch. Let me tell you how ridiculous these criminals were. They even pilfered food from people's pantries. Oh my gosh. That's like the golden state where he would just like sit there. Yes, exactly. Very similar. You do hear about that a lot more now, like people eating out of your, the Manson family did that. They got some chocolate. That's right. Mm -hmm. Out of the, uh, the, uh, LaBianca's house. That's right. I mean, this tomfoolery went on all over town all night. Okay. This is going to make me want to just sit up all night. Yeah. In shifts. (laughs) Now it turns out that this heist was not the perfect crime. There was at least one witness in one of the homes that night, but she was not interviewed until after the crime had taken place. Okay. She was a young witness, so perhaps uh, she might have been considered unreliable oh, just because yeah. of her age. Kid witness yeah. issues. Uh, primarily because the person that she described having been there, mm-hmm. it was impossible for that person to be there. It didn't make sense. How, not, old, was, how old was this witness? She was a toddler. She was about two. Yeah, totally. Like two years old. So after the thieves finished hitting all of the houses on their list, they loaded up the bundle they had burgled and headed for home. It was a secret hideout that they went back to. The following morning, the people whose homes had been robbed, Mm -hmm. they took it fairly well considering. I would not. Because it was a thorough, it was a very thorough theft. I wouldn't take this. It was, I wouldn't have either, but they went about their lives as normally as possible. I would have assumed that it was going to be a much more traumatic event than it was. And we will wrap it up in just a minute. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. This episode of True Crime on Easy Street is brought to you by the Chamber of Cherokee County. Thank you so much for being a sponsor. They want to remind us to shop local. Scott, what does that mean? That means that Amazon sucks and that Teresa and Joy do a fantastic job of promoting local businesses. Ribbon cuttings almost every week. Yes. 
And Every week, they I just see want that. you to know to stay here in the county. You can buy anything here that you can buy anywhere else. So just do that here. That's right. And when you shop local, you're supporting those businesses that put it back into the community. They sponsor your ball teams, your school events. They buy your donuts. They buy your wrapping paper. A very engaged community here in Cherokee County, and they all want to support local high schools and elementary schools and middle schools. So give them your money if you're going to buy it somewhere anyway, mm-hmm. and let them give it to your kids. Absolutely. And they not only do they sponsor ball teams, they support clubs, meetings, all of this, they have the uh, young chamber members that come. Yeah, youth leadership, a, Cherokee. Yep, on a mm-hmm. monthly basis or quarterly basis. Right. And so they do all of that and they ask one thing of you. All the things that they do, they ask us one thing. Shop local. Absolutely. So there's this newspaper in town that I happen to be the managing editor of. It's called the Cherokee Post-Herald and we're doing this uh, promotion. It's a subscription drive. And what we want you to do is subscribe to the paper. And as a reward for that, we let you enter our bull hard cash contest. We're going to give away $500. The bowl game list is out. All of the uh, the bowl games that will be in the paper, there's a an entry list. You pick the winners of the 14 featured bowl games. There's a tiebreaker at the end. You have to subscribe for as little as $20 a year, depending on your zip code. And that puts you in the contest. Whoever picks the most winners in the bowl games wins $500, American dollars. So Scott, what's gonna, what are you going to do when I beat you in this? Uh, do you have a subscription? Not yet, but I'm going to. Uh, you better hurry. You have until December the 28th at 5 o'clock to subscribe and enter the contest. I will make that deadline and I will beat you. Challenge accepted. And this week at Easy Street, Tuesday nights are bingo like always. Wednesday night, open mic night. Thursday night trivia, and we have cash prizes for first and second place. Y'all missed it last week. Kelly and I came in second. We did. We smoked it. No, we, we just came in second. But yeah. hey, we gave our winnings to charity. Exactly. Like so we said we would. Friday night, that is the night before Christmas Eve. We don't have any entertainment, but feel free to come out enjoy dinner with us before you have to cook for the holidays and Saturday on Christmas Eve we will be closed so everyone can spend time with their families but we hope to see you this week now welcome back thank you so much to our sponsors Scott yeah what's going on well you gave me a french fry and I'm still trying to get the french fry yeah out of my mouth we had a little french fry break so we were talking about this heist that took place and just to recap so far I mean it was it was a one night thing they they broke into every home in town they Walked away with everything. That was the what of the story. Gotcha. The when? This heist took place on Christmas Eve. That sucks. The why? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out that the main driving force behind this crime apparently was anger, spite, well, did, evil, was envy. The, was the person, uh, did they live in this town? or li- I mean, did they know the people? Was this personal? Yes, it was a personal, yes, that's exactly what it was. And maybe even, maybe it wasn't the anger and the spite and the envy. Maybe it was that they just didn't have their heads screwed on just right. Oh, my. And to complete the five W's of a well-written piece of investigative journalism, well, the where and the who, that is actually one answer, not two. <laughs> For you see, this crime took place in the tiny town of Whoville which was founded in 1957 inside the mind of Theodore Geisel, a man you might know better as Dr. Seuss. In case you have not yet figured this out, 
you may be overdue for a CAT scan. <laughs> very late spoiler alert. We have just broken down for you in our very own special true crime fashion. The story of how the Grinch stole Christmas. Oh, and stole it. Go back and listen if necessary. <laughs> we will wait right here. And if you think that we tried to trick you because we kept claiming this crime was conducted by a team of thieves, then you definitely need to schedule a doctor visit soon because you have completely forgotten all about Mr. Grinch's little dog, Max. Oh, Max. Who became an accomplice to this crime by pulling the getaway sled while disguised with a big horn tied to the top of his head. (laughs) And that is our Christmas present to our listeners today. And this was your idea. And I want to talk about that. I've got got some more notes. It was your idea to do this. So if anybody's pissed, Kelly, I'm pointing at you. I know I keep forgetting. Kelly, this was your idea. And I thought it was a great idea. It was my idea. I love it. So so I'm the one to blame. We're going to, this is going to be our Christmas episode for the next 20 years. No, it won't be. We'll do uh, something different. Yeah, d- don't worry, listeners. We're not going to... No, we're not going <laughs> to do the same thing every year. No, we're not going to do this. You guys want to hear some facts about the Grinch um, well, that are I we, dug up? Yeah, quickly, because Katie is going to actually tell I us... I know, I'm getting to that. ...what the Grinch would yes, have been Yes, Katie's going to break down what his crimes would have been. All right, go ahead real quick. Then. All right, so... Um, originally, the Grinch was not green. Mm. He was white. Why? Because uh, it was cheaper that way when they printed the book. <laughs> oh! But when CBS decided to do a color uh, a TV special in 1966, they wanted it to be fun and exciting because color TV was still new then. Yeah. And so they made him green. It has a 100% positive rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and TV Guide has ranked it as the best holiday special of all time. Oh wow! Yeah, and if you are a fan of Bugs Bunny, Mm -hmm. the Grinch is going to look familiar to you because Chuck Jones, who made a career out of animating and directing Bugs Bunny episodes, is the guy who drew the Grinch for the episode, for the TV show. Oh, okay, so I did not know that. Yeah. And the guy who sings the song in the TV show? It's like Thurl or Burl? Thurl Ravenscroft. What a name. What, what a, a cool name. ass name. Thurl Ravens. You know who, who never fucked with him? Anybody. <laughs> oh, God. Nobody. You don't fuck with a guy named Thurl Ravenscroft. No. But anyway, he's also the guy who, uh, if you like Kellogg's cornflakes, okay. they're great. He does that? He's that guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and right now, out at theaters, this is the last thing, and we're going to get. Uh, Katie's going to break this crime down for us. There is a movie out at theaters right now called The Mean One. And it is a ripoff of The Grinch. It's a horror movie. Good Lord. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Uh, And one of the, uh, it's 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not fantastic. Uh, One of the reviewers who uh, has already seen the episode or the movie said, I do not care for The Mean One mess. I do not like bastardized Seuss. I confess. <laughs> so uh, go see that at your own peril. That's funny. But anyway, so now Katie is going to talk about something that her husband wrote for me years ago. Mm-hmm. For the paper. For the, for the paper. Okay. Because uh, so- he had a column called Legalese mm-hmm. where he wrote about legal things. And uh, Katie, take it from here. Okay. Well, the question came up years ago about did the Grinch not get into any trouble for any of this? Posed to Shane by his daughter Ellison. Yes. And 
he's got to thinking about it and he told her, well, you know, if he has a good lawyer. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we know a few of those if you, if you need one out there. But. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, though. Yeah, Shane can give you a referral to a good give lawyer. You a referral, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Grinch certainly could have been charged with several counts of burglary in the second degree. He literally broke into every Who's home in Whoville. In the state of Alabama, a person commits the crime of burglary in the second degree if he or she unlawfully enters a lawfully occupied dwelling house with intent to commit a theft or a felony therein. So, okay, yeah. And that first house is when the Grinch got injured. Remember, he got stuck in the chimney for just a moment or two. He did. That was the only injury that was incurred, but that was breaking and entering. Yes. Yep. Burglary. Burglary in the second degree is a class B felony. Oh, wow. How much time could you get for that? Yeah, he could get two to 20 years for a class B felony. Oh, my gosh. And then how many houses did he hit, Scott, in the house? Like 223, according to one. Movie. 223? That's right. Wow. Of course. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. Of course, there'd be some theft charges against the Grinch as well. Theft of property, which exceeds $2,500, constitutes theft of property in the first degree, and he... Definitely stole that amount if he's oh, yeah. into two hundred. I mean, house. I think one roast beast is worth twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> <But> nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also a class B felony. So another two to twenty years. Mm. And then let's not forget poor Max the dog. Um, yeah, def- let's not mop that. I mean, let's not sweep that under the rug. Definitely sure that the state could charge the Grinch with cruelty to animals. Mm-hmm. And in Alabama, a person commits the crime of cruelty to animals if except as otherwise authorized by law, he or she recklessly or with criminal negligence subjects any animal to cruel mistreatment. And cruelty to animals is a class A misdemeanor. Yeah. So. I mean, Max weighed like five pounds and he's pulling that whole sled. With all the furniture. Back and the, up everything. Mount Crumpet with all of that stuff on it. Yeah, That's cruelty to animals. Yep, definitely. Yep. So if he's convicted of all these crimes under current law, Let's see. The burglary second is the most serious crime. It's subject to Alabama's voluntary voluntary sentencing guidelines. So if he had no prior felonies or misdemeanors, he would score probably a non-prison disposition with a recommended sentence of about 19 to 46 months. But under the same guidelines, he could uh, be sentenced the same for his theft first conviction and up to 12 months for that cruelty to animals. Yeah, you, you can't put the Grinch in gin pop. Uh, that's not good for anybody because either he's running the place or he's dead (laughs) in a week. But like I said, since those sentencing guidelines are, you know, voluntary that he could get up to those two to 20 years for each burglary count, two to 20 years for each theft count and again, up to a year for that cruelty to animals. So he could serve a lot of time. He got the right judge. Yeah. Do you think he would get, um, which prison in Alabama do we think he'd be at more? Add more. Yeah. He'd be. Drop him down in there. <laughs> or in Gin yeah. Pop. Gin uh, <laughs> Pop at Atmore. <laughs> oh, God. Atmore is the one with the, it's where they send all the death row inmates, isn't uh, it? I that, think that, that we is, seem yes. To, that we can't seem to do that, though. We can't seem to execute the executions. Yeah. Oh, in the state of Alabama, that is a topic. Yeah, um, it's a big It's a big issue right now. You need. Yeah, to that's right. They've uh, The governor has asked the attorney general to stop executions in the state until they figure out a better way to do it because that one guy that uh, they tried to execute three times yeah, for a murder that he committed. Turns out he's got like rolling veins or something. something. Nobody, nobody can find a vein. Yeah, That sounds like divine intervention or ghosts something. or something. 
Yeah. I have no idea. What did the guy do? Uh, he committed a murder. Oh. I don't know the details of the crime, but it was a murder. Mm-hmm. So, so they, yeah, that's a big issue in Alabama right now. So, uh, yeah, I guess He's more to come on that later. But I, the Grinch wouldn't be up for execution. No, 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 of course not. So oh no, he'd no. just be hanging out in the gin pop with everybody there. Yeah, yeah. The, the Grinch made right all his crimes. He returned everything he could return. They so let him you, carve the roast beast. If you return everything and no one presses charges. Are you good? Or, or at that point, do you get the opportunity to not press charges? I would believe in, in burglary and theft, you would probably have the opportunity. Well, I'm guessing the cops don't know about it unless you tell them. Exactly. So yeah. then that would be me. You know, that's one thing that is missing from this whole tale. The cops? I don't know anything about the police in I don't Whoville. think Whoville had cops, did they? Maybe well, they, they did. Turns out they needed one. <laughs> Or at least a security guard. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> or a ring doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> Something. All right. Sorry if we offended any of our listeners by uh, scamming you today, but. I'm not sorry. I'm not either. I thought it was. <laughs> Everybody that has was to have fun. A, a little fun on Christmas. Yeah, now, that's, yeah. that. this will also be our April Fool's episode uh, <laughs> no, in 2023. Won't. No, it won't. Okay. So we get to do another something crazy for it. April no. Fools, you you well, have been warned, listeners. I was about to we're say, not now we can't that. because no, we're not uh, doing any of that. Have... <laughs> Scott loves to do what we call spoil it. I, but I was really good about not spoiling the whole Grinch thing. Where are you now? Where are you? I did say who several would, times. You know what? I would love to know. I want you to comment and mm-hmm. or email us or or something and let us know at what point. Yeah. What was your time ticker on when you figured out? Oh, this is the yeah, grinch. yeah. Because okay, if we got to cat scan, if we got to cat scan, then go ahead and schedule that appointment. <laughs> All right, so you guys did a great job today. I would just like to say to everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, everybody. Ho ho ho. Yes, thank you for joining us. What a great year this has been. We still have one more episode before the year is out completely. Anytime I'm in the room with the two of you, I always think. Ho, ho, ho. Of course you do. <laughs> well, and then we'll be on to season three. It's going to be real. Can you believe it? I know. I know. I'm excited. Uh, it seems season, like we've been doing this forever. If you loved season two, you're going to really love season three. Really? We are. We are. We're going to be back better than ever. Season three. I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>